Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit Simplecast.com. I'm on a switch! Full Service Radio. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. We are coming to you from Full Service Radio inside the Lion Hotel in Washington, D.C. And if this is your first time here, you are now listening to the All the Flat Kids show with cool, common, connected talk straight, no chaser. I am your host, Geronimo Knows, urban culture, lifestyle enthusiast, reformed blogger turned full-time conversationalist. Took a couple pauses there because, you know, I already started drinking. Our, our, our lovely <laughs> guest has uh, graced the studio with some good libations, so I appreciate that. So I'm, I'm going to drink this and also pour a little taste for the ancestors in the room that's always around us. Uh, as always, you can find us wherever podcasts are heard. That's Simplecast, FullServiceRadio.org, every Wednesday at 2 p.m., Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else you can find podcasts, SoundCloud, all of those spots. Uh, so make sure that you rate, comment, subscribe, rate, comment, subscribe, rate, comment, subscribe. And please, please, please send any questions, comments, concerns that you may have about anything you've heard on the show, anything that you want to hear, anybody you want to hear from, um, anything you want us to talk about, send it our way. Uh, you can send it to all the fly kids. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, we're on all those uh, social media sites. You can email me directly, info at alltheflykids.com. Uh, where else? You can also hit me directly at Geronimo Knows, social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Or you can call our phone number, area code 202-780-6181. Leave a message, send a text, and I will be sure to get back to you uh, and address whatever whatever you leave there um, on the, the next episode. So, this is episode 120, all right? And today's episode, we're talking about the elitism and silos that you find in, within the wellness industry, especially as it relates to the black people and how we engage with the wellness industry and how it's promoted to us. Uh, I brought someone in who's not only well-versed on the issue, but is also an entrepreneur in the industry, providing holistic and realistic experience for women. She's the owner of Salteray Wax, which is the original, mm-hmm. the original Holistic Wellness Wax Experience, which is located inside the LaFont Plaza shops, that little mall down there, um, not the metro station. You take the metro station, then you go inside, you walk around the corner, and you walk around another corner. <laughs> it's right there um, inside LaFont Plaza in downtown D.C. And um, I met our guest a few years ago when she and one of my good friends started dating. And although I was already health conscious, she was the first person to have me seriously considering my spiritual consciousness and because it was practically non-existent. You know, I was just out here just... I was, I was out here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was about it. We all were. Um, so many conversations and life happenings later. Life has come full circle for both of us, I can say. And so I'm very honored and proud to have Lana Sarita in the building. So family, please welcome Lana Sarita to the All The Fly Kids show. Hey, y'all. <laughs> hey, good brother. How you feeling? I'm wonderful. Good. Feeling amazing. How good, are you? Good, good. I'm actually feeling good. I've been, I, believe it or not, I've been down. I've been in a little funk the past couple of months. But uh, today, I've, been, I, I've actually felt good all day. Like, I feel like I can, like my old self, um, for the most part. You know, I'm not quite at 100%, but I'm, I'm not at the 20% that I was at. Did you, you know? take notes while you were in the funk? Uh, 
You know, I'm not really good at journaling. No, I mean like just mental. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like when you get down and you're in that 20%, I always tell my sister, like, you got to pick your flowers when you're in your valley Mm. and then plant the seeds at the peak. Okay. Those are the lessons. Okay. And so take notes when you're in the valley. See what I mean, yo? See, (laughs) this this is what I'm saying. This is how I got hip to the, you know, this is how I just like, okay, I got the, you know, because she didn't put me on to some game that I wasn't even (laughs) thinking about at first. Um, All right, so. We're just going to jump right into it because mm-hmm. I want to make sure that we maximize all the time that we have today. Um, so, first question. Mm-hmm. What's the flyest thing you've ever done? Ah, opened a business. Word. That yes. is the perfect segue yeah. into <laughs> my next question. I opened a business. Let's, let's talk about Salteray Wax. So, for anybody who is not familiar, I know I've been telling friends about it in real life, on the internet, what have you. Uh, but for anyone who's not familiar, tell people about Salteray Wax and um, just the journey to opening the, the, the business. Well, Salteray Wax, uh, Salteray is Latin for salt of the earth. Mm-hmm. And when I thought about what kind of business I wanted to open, I just said to myself, man, um, what's missing? Mm-hmm. You know, there's I, I do body waxing, full body waxing, and I do body facials. I don't do facials from the neck up because I feel like the body is underserved. Mm. And so that was one of the things that I noticed is... You know, you go to some of these high-end places, Mm -hmm. and no matter where you go, 99% of the time, waxing is always an afterthought. Mm -hmm. So you can go and get, like, your body doused in the waters of Lake Minnetonka, and, you know, they'll give you you a facial with blue ivy tears, and, you know, like, you can get your hair, you know, it's just amazing. And then they're like, oh, yeah, so the wax room's in the back, or... Um, you know, and you know, there's no care and concern that that's just been my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted people to have a salt of the earth experience, just goodness, okay. you know, a, a, a healthy, um, holistic experience. And so I've always been a healer. Mm-hmm. Um, I studied under Queen Afua and I received my holistic wellness practitioner certification from her in 2011. Okay. And I've always been um, this, okay. right? Because I feel like when you become an adult, you come full circle. And the child you were is, if you're lucky and you can pinpoint it, you can become, you can refine that childhood mm-hmm. and you can put those attributes into the world and they have a great payoff Mm. so I've always been into herbs and um you know natural healing and when I was little I used to go outside and think I can manipulate the weather with my mind and like I was that kid and so being in this space and having worked um in a waxing center previously Mm. um I realized man I got something to offer because where can you go and get holistic waxing or wellness waxing like waxing is always just waxing it's mm. never anything more yeah so that's how salt ray came to fruition because i've and i've always had an entrepreneurial spirit mm-hmm. but my spirit wasn't always healthy enough to be an entrepreneur if mm. that makes sense like okay. i was down bad for a little bit mm-hmm. you know and um i think every entrepreneur has been there down bad yeah mm-hmm. and so i found myself in a really awesome space now and I just was like, you know what? It was scary, but I was like, I'm going to do it because I'm a horrible employee. Mm-hmm. I just, I legit am. Um, <laughs> if I don't, I, I can do well for about two years and then I just fall out 
of love and I mean, yeah. two years is actually a lifetime This in this day and age. Yeah. And so, but I noticed the pattern. And I was like, I can't keep repeating this Yeah. because I'm miserable. Mm-hmm. I would fall into a depression. I would always be complaining. Um, you know, my sister posted something the other day that complaining, I'm going to add gossip to that. But complaining is one of the lowest forms of communication. Mm-hmm. It's on the lowest frequency, the lowest vibration, because it's usually not rooted in solution. Yeah. It's only rooted in like, okay. Just, just talking shit. For the sake of talking. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's not that your complaints aren't valid, but, you know, there's usually no solution mm-hmm. when you're in that. The spaces I was in, I won't say anybody else, but the spaces I was in, there's usually no solution. So okay. that's how Salt Ray Wax came to be because I was like, how can I make this space that's safe for women mm-hmm. to feel loved and loved on through intimate, non-sexual healing touch? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like women's p- bodies are policed so much throughout the day, um, and especially black women's bodies. Mm-hmm. It does not mean that I don't wax everybody, and it does not mean that I don't honor all women's bodies. It just means I'm a black woman, so I'm aware of the state of my body and what I need. Yes. So I try to give that in my space. So that's how Salter Ray Wax came okay. to be. And so in the other, in like the previous in the last waxing center that you worked in before you opened up Salteray Wax, um, I'm assuming that you saw minimal melanin. I saw, um, I won't say minimal. I did see melanin. I did see that all of the girls working there were melanated. Okay. Um, and mm-hmm. I saw melanin. Okay. It just was not, it was interesting. I'm trying to move carefully around that one. And just because I don't want to, like, talk bad I'm not talking bad about it but I saw melanin I just I didn't see any um, real room for education about truly skincare and the the other conversations surrounding skincare because a lot of us have particularly women of color we deal with hyperpigmentation Mm -hmm. you know we have these dark areas around our bikini lines and it's struggling Mm -hmm. you know but you know, the place I was working at is like 15 minutes in and out, sell them this, be nice, boom, next person. Okay. There was no real room for conversations about, well, why do you, like, I show a woman a mirror after I'm done waxing her and she looks at her vagina and she's like, it's ugly. You know, that's a conversation, (laughs) you know, and that's a deeper conversation and I need more time for it. And I need to be able to manipulate my time so that if I see that this person, some people do just come to me and get a 15 minute wax and that's fine because I can do a whole Brazilian in under 15 minutes (laughs) but some people come and get that because that's for somebody but there are women who are suffering in silence there are black women who do not wax they don't want anyone to see their vagina or their bikini area or whatnot and it's because it's it's just a skincare issue Mm -hmm. but because our bodies um you know we carry so much shame from our mothers and our grandmothers sometimes and our aunties, don't do that, don't go out there like that, cover that up, Mm -hmm. don't let nobody see that, Mm -hmm. this is how you do that. And we just have some old fashioned mindsets even, we have like 2019 taste, but some of our mindsets are stuck in a certain space where it's like, don't let no woman look at your vagina. Like, why are you letting that woman? And well, I don't want nobody looking at my coochie. Like, I've heard these things before. Like, mm-mm. And when I wax older women, it's really like, <laughs> it's shocking sometimes the things they say to me. But, you know, that's the point okay. is that I want to have, I want to open that dialogue because, sis, we can do a vajacial. 
We can do a brightening treatment. Mm-hmm. We can ex- exfoliate. I can show you what to do when you're not with me so that you can take care of this and you don't you can wear your swimming suit without a sarong or you know you can just and just the feeling of a fresh Brazilian is yeah, you got to paint that picture because I don't know nothing about okay. that. So, <laughs> it just feels amazing. Like, and then even with intimacy, it's another level of intimacy women get to have with their partners because it's skin to skin when mm. you remove the hair and it's not shaved. It's skin. So long as their partner, you is, know, is is kind of is is maintaining that yeah. area too. Yeah, but then like, yeah, <laughs> Ooh, that's another. That's a whole other. <laughs> that conversation can go places, but in the in, but in we the, just started drinking up. Yeah, just, we, just ain't, we ain't been few sips in. <laughs> but the thing is, I have that conversation with people, with women. After I'm done, I have a a woman to woman like sis. Listen, you can't do it today mm-hmm. because after a wax, you should not have any intimacy, doing do any swimming, exercising, sauna, steam rooms. You have to let your skin breathe, but. So like 24 hours? 24 hours. I like to say 48 to 72 because I'm I'm obsessive about things being right and okay. not messing it up. Mm. Or not messing it up, but just give it some time. It's yeah. okay. But I'm I'm realistic. Some people leave me and go do Bikram yoga. I know it. They're not going to tell me. But they're going to put on the tightest yoga pants they have and go do hot yoga. And it's fine, whatever. That's what I'm here for, to correct the wrongs. Okay. But... In those moments, excuse me, I just got over a little cold. In that, in those moments, I'm like, sis, listen, when you and Bay link up tomorrow, you know, and the, you know, you know. So I, I'll, I'll keep that for the room when I'm talking to him. But you know, that just that level of conversation that women don't engage in sometimes because it's so taboo. Yeah, you know? I mean, unfortunately, you know. American society, despite all the debauchery and the, 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 the what is considered risque, mm-hmm. we see in today's society, we're still pretty prudish compared to some other countries, other cultures, mm-hmm. um, especially black people. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, like, <laughs> I joke with a friend of mine uh, all the time. I'm like, yeah, man, you remember back when it wasn't cool to admit that you suck dick or eat pussy? Yeah, you remember? Yeah. And she was like, yeah, I remember that. Now, it was shameful. But now it's like, yeah, I do that. I was like, <laughs> but people still consider that as like, okay, that's the extent of foreplay. Mm-hmm. I, we did oral sex, so now let's get to mm-hmm. the let's get to the business. Yeah. And it's just like, uh, that's not actually the sum of all foreplay. So yeah. I, I say that to say these conversations that you're having where these barriers, the pe- women are coming into the room with these barriers like, mm-hmm. uh, I want to do this, but I'm still really anxious and, yep. and, and, and afraid and uh-huh. I don't know what's going to happen. You know, it makes me even thinking about like, well, if you feel like this about waxing, like, are you, what is your, what is your um, gynecological experience? Experiences? And like, then you're are dealing you, are you, with... Yeah, you're dealing with doctors, particularly black women dealing with doctors who don't even take their pain seriously. Mm-hmm. And like what <laughs> you're right, I didn't even think about yeah. like what is the rest of your life like if I'm not even doing anything internal. I'm just taking the hair off. I can't imagine the 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 the, the, the internal conflict maybe mm-hmm. that that is to want something and then feel so conflicted about it, like I, I can't let another woman see my coochie. Right. You know, like right. I can't do that. So yeah, and I'm, I'm I even think about. So you mentioned Queen of Fool earlier. Uh, I was watching um, a video where she was talking about women and 
their angry vaginas and just all overcoming the, the angry vagina. I have that book. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so angry vagina. Uh, I'm assuming just you know being a vagina that's held on to all this trauma, mm-hmm. whether it be through relationships, mm-hmm. you know, the energy you picked up from past partners, you know, um, even more extreme cases where, you know, there might have been some sexual assault mm-hmm. or something like all of this is there. That's and, usually where women hold a lot of stress and trauma. Okay. I mean, if you think about the concept of ghost limbs, when people lose a limb, okay, okay. but they say they can still feel it, yeah. you know, the body is amazing. Like, it remembers things. And so a lot of women hold a lot of trauma in their womb and usually in their breasts. Mm-hmm. And usually if you have a womb issue, you have a breast issue. If you have mm. a breast issue, you probably have a womb issue. They're not unrelated because wow. we're a whole being. Okay. I tell women, you are a whole woman, not just a woman with a hole. And you have to really look at yourself like that because otherwise you're just going to compartmentalize your whole self. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's going to be the det- it's gonna be to your detriment. Like if you just feel like, because the other thing I, I, I talk to women about is like, you need to get this vajayshal because you still have skin there too. Mm-hmm. We associate our beauty regimen with like, I'm going to go get my hair done. I'm going to get my nails done and my lashes and my makeup. And did I miss some hair? I said hair already. You said it. Uh, nails. You say nails? I said nails. Okay. We're going to do all these things. And get a whole new outfit. And get a whole new outfit. And we're just going to, when we get to the beach, I'm going to just cover this up. I'm going to just wear like a some boy shorts for my bikini or something like that. And that's fine if that's what you want to wear. But you don't have to. But because we just, we, we separate ourselves from ourselves. You know, like, mm-hmm. oh, no, this is just functional. I just use the bathroom from it. And it's for my man or my woman's pleasure. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, that's it. It's not for me. And we have to reclaim our vaginas. Yes. <laughs> like, it's, it's for you. Mm-hmm. It's for you to feel soft and sexy and sensual and, you know, well and, like, be connected to it. Because, like, that's when you start experiencing, you know, you. I had a guy tell me one time when I was crying about something. It was a friend of mine. And he said, tears are tumors. You know, let it out. Tears are tumors. And I just, I can't say that that's scientifically proven, but I do know stress and trauma build up in your body. Mm-hmm. And depending on whose logic you're going by, what um, African holistic healer you're going by, they'll <laughs> tell you that, um, you know, tumors or uh, formations in the body are accumulated um, calcium. Mm. And so it just, it builds up and builds up and builds up. And so I associate that with not letting things out. Okay. So that's how I, I don't, I just feel like women have to just reclaim your, reclaim your vagina, sis. Okay. Like reclaim it. So your, the experience that you, that you provide um, at Salteray Wax, um, say a woman who either has never had an actual, gone to like a waxing salon to get Mm -hmm. a wax done, or they just simply you know, do uh, the nail, the veep, or they shave, oh. right? Uh-huh. Um, tell, not so much why they shouldn't do that, but what makes what you offer so much more beneficial than any of those options I just, I just mentioned. Well, it's an, experience. it's an experience, and it's waxing. Mm-hmm. So I'm realistic that it's waxing. But again, it's the personal connection and the intimacy that's missing from most things now. Mm. And that's a perfect segue, segue into the, um, the elitism in the beauty community because we're at a point, our hairstylists and our barbers and our beauty professionals are um, an extension of our celebrities. 
and that's okay. You know, like elaborate on that. You know, we they're celeb like it's not <clears throat> it's not mom and pops. It's not you going to your auntie's hair salon on Saturday and you sitting there and it's roller wraps and um pressing curls. Mm-hmm. Not all the time. Yeah. And so everything now is super extravagant and like, you know, it's you barely sit in the stylist chair. You get somebody to shampoo you, mm-hmm. maybe somebody to blow your hair out, maybe somebody to even do your color. Like, you sit in a stylist chair when it's time to get styled. Yes. That's not a horrible thing, okay? But the experience is so much different, and I think it's missing from a lot of places. There's a, I'm from Cleveland. I said, you know, I'm going to tell I'm everybody that. You haven't mentioned that yet. <laughs> you knew it was coming. <laughs> Born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio. Through and through, okay. But she loves DC, though. I love DC. DC feels the most like home to me because okay. the people are phenomenal, and I feel I fit right in. Okay. And so there's a woman back home named Michi, mm-hmm. and Michi, for me growing up, was like an urban, not an urban legend, but she's a legend. Okay. Like Michi owned a salon, you know. Michi had the nice cars. Michi, this, this, this. Michi is still that though. Mm-hmm. Michi has ex- expanded and just is doing phenomenal. And so currently, Michi is on her social media talking about um, bringing it back to the old school when it comes to your ex- beauty experience. Mm-hmm. You know, stylists asking clients to come already washed. That's that's insane to me. Yeah. But I'm I didn't, also, I, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, was like, a thing. you know, have your hair shampooed and blow dried before you come to see me. It's like, what am I paying you for? But um <clears throat> ain't got no shampoo girls or And just so you know, I'ma just throw this out there. Somebody's gonna be mad at me for this. But that is actually un- you cannot do that. That is not legal. Like you have to you, you have to get your hair shampooed. Like they have they learn sanitation. From the, the hair standpoint, like how okay. to cleanse the hair properly. Because you can come in and just have anything in your hair and then blame them. Does that apply to barbers too? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I just learned about it, about hairstylists. So forgive me if I'm not saying it correctly. Okay. But I didn't know that either. I thought it was an option. I wouldn't, I don't like the option, but I thought it was just an option. But evidently, there's something in state board that says you can't have someone come to you shampooed. And, you know, already feel okay. free to correct me okay. if that's wrong. Yeah, I, I, but, I'd be curious to know, especially yeah. also as it applies to barbers, because, you know, it wasn't until I moved to Philly that I even knew people were shampooing heads before you got into the barber chair. But because like in Philly, yeah, every barbershop, pretty much every every black barbershop in Philly, mandatory hair wash, five dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's ingrained in the culture. Because it's a part of making sure that they're working with a clean foundation, from mm-hmm. what I understand. Right. Yeah. So I say that to say, um, saltery wax is not reinventing the wheel. Mm-hmm. I think that's another thing to stay clear of. You know, like, I'm not making anything new. I'm making a different experience. I'm shifting the paradigm around the experience. Mm-hmm. So, yes, you can go to anybody and get waxed. I'm fine with that. But when you come to me, there's going to be black walls. There's going to be incense. It's there's, a vibe in there. It's y'all. a vibe. <laughs> it's going to be candles. There's going to be some amazing music playing because my playlists are lit. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be, hey, how you doing today? You nervous? Sit there for a minute. Let's sit here and breathe. You know, so it's it's not reinventing the wheel. Um, that book, the um, the 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing. Mm-hmm. They talk about that. Like, you you don't have to reinvent the wheel to be successful. You can just do that thing and just do it better. Yeah, just do it really, really well. So that's what's different, and I'm clear about that. Okay. All right, so 
because I know a couple of women that I've introduced to, to your page on Instagram, they're like, yo, I've never seen a wax done like that. And like, <laughs> what is she? You? I'm like, I don't know. I, just I use don't hard s- wax. Okay. And so hard wax <laughs> is itself the strip. So when you lay the hard wax, you don't have to put anything on top of it like a paper. You just pull the wax. And it's a lot better for skin. And it's a little more expensive. Mm-hmm. But again, with wanting to create a consistent experience that is pleasant or the most pleasant it can be with waxing. Mm-hmm. You know, you use the best ingredients or the best products. So I use um, really good quality hard wax. And, um, yeah, I have little... Um, Accoutrement, if you will, <laughs> that I add on here and there in the room. Um, but yeah, I just, it's not just a wax, you yeah. know? If you want that, I have that. But I have like four or five different Brazilian waxes, okay. you know? Like in where some places you go and it's like, oh, Brazilian wax. But no, it's like Express Brazilian, Mind Body Brazilian, Bearable Brazilian, Spa Brazilian. Okay. Because there's we're more than one person like more it's um it's for everybody some people need 15 minutes in and out they got lunch their business whatever some women need 30 minutes because i just need to take my time laying strips so that's the bearable brazilian like it's bearable Mm -hmm. because i'm laying a strip we'll sit and talk for a second i'm pulling the strip that's for people who don't know about wax and they don't even know if they want to do it for real um but it gives us a chance to like kiki, you know, during the wax. Mm-hmm. Then the mind body Brazilian is for people who are maybe new to waxing or, you know, stressed out. And so, but you still have to get done what you need to get done. Yeah. So that's where we start off the service by you laying on the table. We do a little aromatherapy. We do some guided meditation. We do some deep breathing techniques. We, re- we relax the body through the guided meditation. And then we do the wax. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the spa Brazilian is the vajayshal and the wax in one service. Okay. That's slightly controversial and controversial in the esthetician community, but I do it. Okay. Um, I would, I can't spill my secrets, but the skin is not compromised during the service. It is not irritated. It is not, um, you'll come out on the other end happy. Okay. Yeah. I believe it. I ain't never had it. <laughs> uh, I don't know what this is all about, but you know, it sounds cool. Sounds like. Legit. Mm-hmm. So I highly recommend. Do you offer any services for men? I do. I do not do male intimate waxing. That is too much of a slippery slope for me. Mm-hmm. But I do wax men if, you know, like back, chest, okay. um, nostrils, ears, manly stuff. Yeah. Um, I thought about doing male intimate waxing, but I just, men, men get it, get it, get it. How can I say this? Just say it. I just feel like. <laughs> It's hard. Living is hard sometimes, right? And so living is hard. (laughs) Listen to me. Living is hard. Living is hard sometimes, right? And so it's already hard to sometimes just exist and just naturally have things that happen because of your makeup. So anatomically, men just, they they might not even enjoy what's happening, but just biologically, there's going to be a reaction. Okay. And that can make for an awkward situation. You know, I don't want a, a man to feel awkward. And then I don't want to feel awkward. And right. then I got these tiny hands. I just don't want to do it. <laughs> and, like, you know, like, even if you try to, like, add a little pressure to say, hey, you know, I'm going to make this as 
waxy as possible. Yeah. You know, it's just it ain't like it's, it, it's, sli- not, it's not like, you know, we sitting in the in the barber chair. Yeah. This is this is like yeah. said, it's very intimate. It's intimate and I just don't want to put myself or anyone in a position that might be uncomfortable. So I just decided not to do it altogether. But I offer back facials mm-hmm. which are a great option for men, especially because one, men need non sexual intimate touch mm-hmm. and they can't you can't reach your back so yeah. i mean you know it's good to come in and see if you have any like back knee going on and take care of it and just it feels good so yeah y'all hear that y'all because i know there's a lot of us we're getting uh you know we going to the nail salon and getting you know pedicures and things uh-huh. like that now so you know we can add that mm-hmm. on top of the uh you know the grooming yep. the grooming uh routine all right so we got through all of Saltray Wax, what that's about, because yes. I really, really, and I'm, I made sure that I included your web link in the show notes, and I'm also going to uh, keep telling people about it. Thank you, brother. And um, so, I want to get into this whole elitism. Yes. The elitism within the beauty and wellness industry. Yeah. Um, so, I read that the global wellness industry, hold on, I got, I got notes here. The global wellness industry. Shall we? Uh, I'm still... Work because I've been rap, rapping. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, the all right. So the global wellness economy was valued at four point two trillion dollars in two thousand seventeen mm-hmm. globally. All right. So that's enough for everybody to eat. That's enough for everybody to eat. And also, much like with you know spirituality, now you see it, it, it's on trend. And there's a lot. There's a lot of snake oil salespeople. Mm-hmm. You know, on the internet and whatnot, um, as well as there's a lot of people who are, as we both agree, you know, adding this element of you know elitism. You can't sit with us, right? Yeah. And it's just kind of like, <sighs> I I don't even know what to say about that. So I want to get your your thoughts on on that whole thing. Well, I think, man, I have so many thoughts because I feel like. Social media is a blessing and a curse. I feel like a lot of people probably feel that way. But healing is not just for some. It is for all. And the nature of humans is to want to feel, I won't say of all humans, but a lot of people just want to feel better than. Just because it it does something for the ego. It's all ego driven. Mm -hmm. And so... That's what I said, like our stylists and our barbers and our beauty professionals have become an extension of our celebrities. Mm-hmm. We, we venerate them. We, we put them on a pedestal and like, you know, who do the coldest sewing? Who do the, do people say coldest anymore? We don't say coldest out here in DC. Who do the coldest sewing? Okay. I know that's a, mid, that's a Midwest thing right there. <laughs> is it? I it don't is. know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just normal. So who do the coldest sewing or who got this and who got that? And so... It even goes into the healing community now. I am what I like to think is one of the OG Earthy joints. Okay. Okay, so back in 2000 and whatever it was, that, 2009. Okay. 2009, 2010, I started my um, natural hair YouTube channel. Okay, yeah, and people I, weren't on it yet. I was, still talk, I was still talking to women about like, yeah, you know, you should go. I don't know about that. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, and so I was like, I started getting a following, but... Without knowledge of self, real knowledge of self, and awareness of my value and how wonderful I am, I couldn't recognize the um, acknowledgement and what was happening. 
there was a following being built mm -hmm. and YouTube wasn't YouTube. YouTube was just, you post some videos up. I used to write my little notes of my um, products I'm using on a, um, on a sheet of loose leaf paper. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't fancy at all. And so, um, but it was authentic. It was me. And so then I went vegan um, went through the whole started process. Started reading Laila Africa and Queen Afua mm. and Sebi and, um, you know, uh, Bobby Hemet and. Um, all, all the players. All, all the hustlers. Throat, right, right. <laughs> all of them. And so I got really. Not saying that those people are hustlers, yo. I'm not saying that. Not hustlers in a, in a negative sense. I'm yeah. not saying that. <laughs> but, um, you know, I got. I was in the Hotep community early on. And so oh, I was a hotel. You Ooh. was a whole hotel. I was an entire hotel. Wow. And a hotepian. <laughs> and um, you know, it didn't work for me because it's who it's it's wild out there. And it's worse now to yeah. me, in my opinion. But it was bad back then as far as like women, how women can how women can exist in that space, particularly women like me, you know? I my fiance, a woman, and back then, come on now, <laughs> just just quit playing with me. There you go, like they do on TV. It's all good. Um, <laughs> and so I've seen, I've been around, I've been around, mm -hmm. and you know, I feel like at one point, because if you look at like the '60s and stuff, the crunchy granola black folks, you know, just black power, beautiful black people, you know, my black is beautiful, and then how that's evolved and it turned into the Hotep movement, okay. which is what I think this, that evolution of it was. Okay, because when you say crunchy granola, I don't ever, I don't ever, I don't consider that being a part of the, the, the black experience until maybe the 90s and 2000s. No, man, if you, if you I, go back and look, like, it's been. There's, because okay. you can look at, like, I was watching a documentary on, um, there's a doc you would love it. It's um, the mad the madam of Mississippi, mm -hmm. and it's about a woman in Mississippi who was a madam, a black woman, and so a lot of she helped a lot of the people in the civil rights movement. I can't think of her name right now, but um, some of those men that are like sixty something, mm -hmm. their names are like Baba Haru, um, Hotep, Africa. You know, like they okay. have. A, it's, this is not new. Okay. Um, but what keeps happening is that. You know, every generation is an improvement on the last one. Mm. And with that comes a different ego, a different size ego. And so now we have exposure. Now you can see me being black. Yeah. And now you can see me eating my vegetables and eating my greens and doing my yoga. And that's not to say a lot of people aren't genuine. Because I think it's beautiful how immersed we are in hotep culture, so to speak, or crunchy granola. But... um it has a nasty side. Yeah. And I had an encounter. Man, you got to check on some of your healers. Some of them got mental health issues. Yes. And, like, it's wild. I, I, saw, I saw it when I was in New Orleans. This woman, young woman, you know, on Instagram she was talking a good game. Mm -hmm. But then I saw her in this, uh, this NOLA uh, queer housing group on Facebook. And what she was talking about... Um, she was like she was in need of some housing and mm -hmm. I was just like I was like okay what's going on so then I did some more I went on her Facebook page mm -hmm. and then I like saw this that and the third and I was just like she's really angry and so yeah. it's like you talk about you in exchange you can't afford to pay somebody to stay with them but you can offer like healing work this that and the third it's like why would I accept healing work from somebody who is in a complete state of anger 
I don't want that energy anywhere near me, and I don't want you spread none of them bad vibes, that bad juju on me. Yeah, you know what I mean. The problem is though, we're unfortunately black people. We have so much trauma mm-hmm. that we're still healing, and we now can dress it up, mm-hmm. and we now can make it pretty and make it shiny. So you can't really see it, but and and it in that the people who are seeking these people out are in such need, and they come from such you know hurtful spaces sometimes that it feels normal mm-hmm. like that's how it should be yeah. like you should be that angry like be angry like i'm angry too oh we relate on angry you know and that's not how it should go yeah but i just feel like so now we went from crunchy granola black folks to hotep and now hotep is evolving into the same thing as you know prosperity preachers ah. do you see what i'm saying okay. so now it's like I've attained this level. It's like Bowser. It's like I've attained this level. You got to defeat me last okay. before you can reach enlightenment or whatever it is. Yeah. And that's not fair because there's so many of us that need healing. And we're finally in a space where I feel like we're getting vulnerable enough to say it. It's like bootstrapping, but you can never be me. Yeah. Like it's, you need to get up off your ass, but you can't be me. Though. Yeah. <laughs> and it's always coming. It's, it comes from a, not always, but a, a lot of it comes from a space of like it's. I feel the same way about our our new financial gurus. Mm. It's not it's like if you have this message of healing your body or this message of I can help you help with your credit or this is how you buy a house or something. It's always from a space, I don't know why y'all out here buying Jordans. I don't know why y'all out here eating. You know, <laughs> like it's like, man, I'm I still wanna have some sort of quality of life. I'm already struggling. You know, and so that's what I'm saying. It's like it don't have to be like that, or even just more so of coming from from a place of not recognizing that there's a whole multi generational lack of education yeah. about good eating habits, good finance, good yeah. how to maintain good finances. So, you know, a penny saved on not you know going out to eat wherever or going to the carryout or buying some Jordans or whatever the case may be. Um, isn't going to correct a lifetime of inherited, you know, poor health. Yeah. Um, and, and, and and poor finances and things like that, you know. Um, so I definitely agree with you there. Yeah, and then we get into the mindset and it's a it's a it's a never ending cycle because then you're like, well I I'm not the I used this as an example a couple weeks ago on my social media. There's a guy on social media named um, Shaka Bars. Mm-hmm. I like Shaka Bars. I like what his message. I like what he talks about. And um, he eats a lot of fruit and vegetables. Like he's he's hardcore, like hotep. I don't know if he's hotep hotep like the angry ones, but you know, in the hotep like community, irritated genie. Yeah, oh my god! <laughs> I got a story about that. I got to tell you that off here though. Um, but I don't know if he's that hotel, but he's definitely someone in the community that is looked upon as someone to look to. Okay. So he had a, a post about green oranges. And evidently, I didn't know that oranges are ripe when they're green and they're overripe when they're orange. This is what Shaka Bar said. Okay. I thought that was really cool information. And I'm fortunate where if I wanted to find some green oranges, I could probably order some. I'm fortunate to be in that space. Mm -hmm. But what it made me realize is that, man, every time we get a hang of something, here's somebody come telling us something different. Yes. That what we're doing is not enough. 
Like, how dare you eat orange oranges? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I just felt like, damn. It's like the media in general. Yeah. Because it's like, well, did y'all just say, like, last year that y'all had a study that said this, and now yeah. you're telling me the study was wrong? And yeah. Like, wait, 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 wait. What are they doing in these science labs? Right. <laughs> I feel like we need consistency. Like, I feel like the consistency is not necessary. Because things change. You learn new information, so you know better, you do better. Mm-hmm. But somebody has to be saying, you know what? It's okay that your oranges are orange. Yes. You know? Eat that for now. Yeah. Do what you can. Because that's how we get into these spots of depression. Like, man, I give up. I can't get a damn green orange. I can't get burrow bananas. I can't, you know, like, right. I can't I can't do all of that. I can't afford it. I don't have access to it. I don't know where to get it. And I'm tired. You know, I got 10 kids. And I need to feed all of them. How do I get green oranges for everybody? You know, and I just, that's a part of it. And so in the beauty industry... It's gotten to a point like I do the best, you know, I do the best lace and it takes a lot to get in my chair. So, you know, don't even or like even I never even heard of hairstylist until now. Back in the day, hairstylist wasn't talking about I'm just getting my bag. I'm just I'm shitting on you. You know what I'm saying? Right, like yeah, it, it wasn't none of that. What it's is like, that? Even if you were a stylist to the stars. Yeah. You know, you were just the stylist to the stars. But because of social media as we all know, is a gift and a curse. Yes. Um, and that curse being, it has brought the worst out in a lot of people. It has enabled people to put themselves on pedestals and for followers to support that mm-hmm. foundation of the pedestal mm-hmm. and keep these people there. Um, like even, you know, I've, I've seen the same thing with barbers. You know, um, I'm just like, it's like, dude. Like I even I found out like I found out certain people don't even aren't even licensed and they out here cutting. I'm just like, how are you cutting hair in a shop and you don't even have a license? Yeah. How was that? But you told, yeah, I'm the best one in the I'm the best barber in the city and da 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 da. I charge this much that much. Granted, I am not a person who you know I've always I'm always quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So as long as I got it, I pay. I've paid forty plus dollars for haircuts mm-hmm. just because I always tip. You know, yeah. at least at least five dollars. I'll go up to ten. You know yeah. what I mean? So it, it was it was a given. But you know, if you're gonna be knowing that there's still barbershops, you can get a twenty dollar haircut. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna be charging thirty, forty dollars, you gotta make sure that you're like how you provide an experience at Saltory Wax. You're also these barbers and these hairstylists too. You know, I don't know how much shit costs. I wouldn't have <laughs> but, I know it's expensive. Hair is um, expensive. You know, but if you provide this, this if you're saying you're this and you're charging these prices, I want a, an experience that I cannot get from my homegirl, my homeboy down the block, or the hood barbershop, hood hood hair salon, mm-hmm. any of that, you know? Yeah, and it's like back back in the day, there because there's always been it's a it's a competitive industry, mm-hmm. so that's not to say don't be competitive. Like shoot your shot, show your shit off, but. It's, there's a fine line between healthy competition and just unhealthy, egotistical babble. You know, like, yeah. hairstylists in the, in, back in the day, Bronner Brothers hair show. Mm-hmm. You know, there was always platform stylists. There was always platform barbers. There was always, like, you know, in Cleveland, we had Horizon, Horizon Magazine. We still, I think they still, pub, it's still a publication. But Horizon Magazine had all the hairstylists, mm-hmm. all the nail technicians, and you could just go look and see who you wanted to do, you know. And everybody put their best in the Horizon Magazine. I still, I got one at home, and when you come over, I'm going to show it to you. Okay. 
Horizon Magazine was like the creme de la creme of Cleveland stylists. Mm -hmm. But when you met these people, they were aunties and mothers and cousins and sisters yeah. and brothers. And it was a community still. But it's like... Girl, you you know that's a nice them some nice freeze curls because this was a while ago. <laughs> <There's> some, <laughs> freeze some, curls yeah, and some, waterfalls yeah, and all of that. Yeah, crimps and all of that, and that's cool. Like it was healthy competition, and that was for Horizon. Yeah, that was for the hair shows. That was for this. That was for that. But it wasn't just like on social media on a Tuesday. Like I hate all you hoes. And I hope, I hope y'all know that I'm getting this bag. Can't none of y'all see me. I ain't with y'all. Can't sit at my table. My friends is better than yours. You know, my Marcel curl is made out of 24 karat gold. Like that's weird to me. And you know what? That makes me think about, especially like when it comes to like um, stylists who do women's hair. Mm -hmm. You know, the stats are out there. We all know, like you know, black women spend a lot of money Lots, on on yeah. hair. I don't. You know. <laughs> Great. That yeah. penny save, a dollar put somewhere else. Yeah, to this box. <laughs> right. And whatever else you want to do yeah. there to live your best life. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I would love to see, I know there's a few who do it, but I would love to see more come out of that space of like, I'm competing for this small amount of money, which is it's incorrect. Not, uh, it's a huge, it's, it's a trillion dollar industry. Exactly. So I would like to see more of these stylists and barbers come out and do clinics, do like, Especially for younger for younger people, there's there's mentorship. There's young people who are in high school who want to go into cosmetology and want to cut hair and do all these things. You know, same. Do thing. they still have vocational? We yeah. have vocational programs in school. When yeah, they I still was got them. Okay. They still got them. Um, like you can go to um in PG County, you can go to Bladensburg. Um, in the high school. Yeah. Okay. Or because it was a whole hair salon in high school and when then, I was going. And in, I don't know. It's few and far between. Where I you think. didn't go in DC anymore. You used to be able to go to uh, Baloo. But um, anyway, it's conduct these clinics and just you know show like pass on the information because you ain't gonna be young and you know fucking them up. You know what I mean forever. <laughs> you know so pass on that information. You know what I mean like and and also conduct clinics for also you know those who are already in the industry who are adults but who could use some pointers you know what i mean like shit whatever it is that's there's enough for everybody to go to go around i, I know that's something that is again a multi-generational lack of education around the fact that there's actually enough for to go around for everybody to that's eat. the thing like we don't believe that like this i hope this is not problematic what i'm gonna say because i don't mean it in that way but i think as a people not all of us. I feel like I have to preface everything with that. Not all of us. I'm not speaking. I'm not making a generalization. But as a people, we have a a, a, a mindset of lack, mm -hmm. and it's subconscious. So no, we're not like I can't do this and I can't do that and I can't have this and I can't have that. But we often hoard things. Yes. I know this and you can't know it. Mm -hmm. Now, as a as a business owner. I'm starting to realize why that's important. Yeah. Because people are weird. Instead of like being transparent, like, hey, I like what you're doing, blah, 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 you know, or I like what you're doing, can I know it? And then running off and saying they did it, they started it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm still working through that part, you know, because I come from a space of authenticity with everybody. I don't know how to fake the funk. And that's not even to say, like, I'm a real nigga. Like, it's, it's like, no, I'm genuinely this person all the time, and I don't have anything to lie about. Like, my life is what it is. This is what it's been, and this is where I'm at, and this is how I got there. 
And it's nothing in those statements that make me feel like, ooh, let me not say that. Yeah. But then people do weird stuff, you know, and, and oh, people are weird. But that's 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 that that's that Midwestern uh, uh, upbringing. Like, yeah. You're very you're very kind and genuine, yeah. but you know, and but real, like you know, I'm gonna give it to you straight. It's like, why are you lying? Like, why <laughs> why is this what's happening? You know. Yeah. And so, like, I'm thinking of ways that I can pour back into the community here. Okay. I'm still mapping some of that out. I have some plans, but I'm still thinking of ways because I'm just like, I see the young women, and I'm not a hairstylist. I'm a licensed esthetician, but I see the young women in coming up in some of the hair schools that I have gone around to and just went back and did some talking and stuff, and it's it's repeating itself. Mm-hmm. It's the, and then even the level of professionalism that's shown. You know, there's a woman on Instagram that I really enjoy her videos. Um, and she talks a lot about bringing professionalism back to the salons instead of you just at the shop. Yeah. You know, like, no, you can't come in here and sell your goods. No, you can't wear your, your leggings to work today or your jogging pants. And no, you can't come in here barefaced. And, you know, returning to that energy of like just and giving us a standard. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to be in your salon for eight hours. I just don't. You know what I mean? So I'm figuring out ways that I can pool my resources and you know see I see young women even when I was in school I would see some young women on the floor and on the hair side you know looking crazy yeah and that's fascinating but no one's telling them no one's fixing the problem so I don't even know how I got there but giving back you know giving back to the younger generations that are coming up in the beauty industry because seeing that is actually easy once you start on the right foot yeah it's only hard if you make it hard. Right, right, <laughs> Yeah, right. so. Okay. Alexia, how are we on time? We good? Okay. Perfect. All right, keep it going. I, okay. I got to check in because I'll be pushing it. we can it. sit for hours. Yes. Like, I, yeah. I'll I be pushing it and I'll be trying <laughs> <laughs> to stay under, you know, the, the cutoff. All right, so boom. We're going to go right into random aside. Are you boom. ready? Boom. Okay, cool. So we already did the first question, which was what's the last thing you ever done? So moving on, number two. What is the name of the first person you kissed? <laughs> Um, Do you remember? <laughs> Russell McCoy. Okay. I was 11. No, I was I was 10. Okay. All right. On the side of Jennifer's house. Wow. I remember that. All right. Yeah. Okay. Russell, we hope you're doing well out there. Yeah, that's Gerald LeVert's nephew. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up with Gerald LeVert's nephew. Went to school with him. Word, word. Yeah. All right. Describe life with... I was supposed to change this question to a different Kanye West question, but uh, it's what it is right here. Describe life with Kanye West as president. Know what? <laughs> Scratch that. I'm going to introduce the new Kanye West question now. What's a song that you would like for him to perform at one of these Sunday services? One that he made or just a song? A song. And it don't matter if it's one of the ones he did, he's, he made or somebody else's song. Like, I know most recently, I down, what was he, in uh, Atlanta? He did, like, um, Genuine So Anxious. Uh, I would like to hear him perform Total Praise. Total Praise. Because I'm a Baptist at heart. Okay. At heart. Okay. Not now, but at heart. <laughs> um, I love praise and worship music. So Total Praise, I think, would move mountains. Okay. Anybody uh, connected to Kanye West or if Kanye West happens to come across this if podcast? If you're listening, Kanye. Total Praise. Yeah. <laughs> total Praise. I'm sure praise. you know it. I'm sure you do. Yeah. Name one thing you would change about yourself. Mm. 
<laughs> I don't know. I'm a Sagittarius, so I, t- I tend to think I'm fine the okay. way I am. I don't realize my flaws until they are present, or until they're in action. Mm-hmm. Then that's when I don't know. Because I, I don't know. I'm very self-reflective and I self-correct a lot. Okay. So I don't know. I just don't know. Okay. Physically or like on another level? Like, because physically I just have a smaller stomach. It is uh, completely subjective. I just have a flat stomach. God knew not to give me no big old booty. Because <laughs> Lord knows. Okay. But uh, yeah. Okay. Is it possible to make the process look sexy? What process? The process. You know, everybody um, wants to be an entrepreneur now and everything. Um, and or whatever it is that they want to do that's highly ambitious. Oh, yeah, just be yourself. Do it in your own skin. Okay. That's the best advice I can give. What's the kindest thing you ever done you've ever done that you never got credit for? I don't want credit for it. Okay. Then I'm gonna change that one too. <laughs> um, you've been asked to come up with a Met Gala theme. What is it? They've they've done so many, and they're always fly. Um, I think Black Girl Magic. Black Girl Magic. Yep. Okay. Name the best chicken spot anywhere. I'm gonna go with Kim's Wings on Saint Clair in Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. You're welcome. You didn't tell me about the spot when I was up there. I we went. had did we had the wings? Did we have any wings while we was there? Nah, did nah. you have a Polish boy? Nothing. I had a Polish boy. Okay. Yeah. So next, if ever again. You're coming back, okay. I guess, at some point. We could take a trip, and okay. I'll take you I'll go, to Kim's. I'll go with y'all, because okay. I ain't going back to Ohio Yeah, by I'll myself. take you to Kim's. I had a, it, was a, it was slightly traumatic for me, I think. <laughs> slightly, slightly. Some, some would say um, H, B&M, but I like Kim's. Kim's Wings on St. Clair in Cleveland. All right. If hip-hop was a sport where people played for rings, how different would the game be? Mm, I don't even know how to answer that. I don't know. Okay. All how right. different would the game be? We could skip it. Like, the hip-hop game, how different would it be yeah. if they had to win something? If, if they were actually playing for rings. Like, but aren't the trophies rings? Aren't the awards rings? Ain't nobody think about oh. rings for real. I don't think it would change. Okay. I think it it's wouldn't in, be more competitive or? No. Okay. Spe- no. Okay. No. Well, you already named one place. Name three places in your city to take a first-time visitor. <laughs> um... Ah, man, see, I haven't been home in a long time, so everywhere I say it's probably going to be Lancer's Burned Down, and that's where you, <laughs> the Lancer, okay. um, <clears throat> I, I haven't been home in long enough to answer that, because the places I'm going to mention aren't. Okay, well, okay, what about, okay, since you've been in D.C.? Okay, D.C.? Name three places here you would take, you would take a first time. I take everybody to Marvin. Okay. Because I really like Marvin. And okay. I realize that probably D.C. natives are tired of Marvin. But I think that's what happens when you live a place. You're tired of everything. So I really enjoy Marvin. I like the rooftop. Okay. Um, I like Ben, thir- ben 1301. Yeah, I yeah. always have a great time there. Ben is good. Yeah. yeah um, and the museums. The museum? Yeah, just in, in general, like okay. a day, just okay. to kind of hit them all up a little bit. We're very, we're very fortunate here to be able to have access yeah. to free, free access to museums. You guys are fortunate for all the things you have. You know, just to be walking down the street. Now, granted, we don't like who's in the car now, but just to be walking down the street on a Tuesday, going to work, and the president ride by you—that's pretty cool. You know, like it's historic. All of these buildings here, where policy is made and and thing like it shifts the world. Mm-hmm. And we just here sitting, talking on a radio show, and down the street, 
they're talking about impeaching a president. I mean, it's happening at the same time. That is the coolest shit ever. No, we t- definitely take that for granted. Yeah, right. I don't. Cause, we definitely do. Yeah. Uh, you're on an episode of Shark Tank. What are you pitching and wearing? <laughs> what am I pitching? Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to skip that one. Okay, that's cool. Top three artists to change your mindset. Top three artists to change your mindset? Yes. Like... Any type of art, don't they? It could be whoever, as long as they are creative. That shifts your mindset. Yeah. Let's see. Who shifted um, your mindset? Oh, who shifted my mindset? Um, Mick Jenkins. I really okay. like Mick Jenkins. Um, I'm gonna say Erica Badu. Okay. I feel like that's a very standard answer for some people, but no one's ever said that. Oh. Yeah, um, first. And um. I don't remember all the artists people have said, but no one's ever said Erica Badu. So Mick Jenkins, Erica Badu. And I really like Bilal, but not because he's his music is great, but like I like his free his free spirit, and mm. so like his the freedom in his voice mm-hmm. is very liberating to listen to. So I believe in the power of healing of the the healing power of music. So I really like listening to him. Okay, yeah. It's been a minute since we heard from Bilal too. Mm-hmm. Can I just Alice Coltrane? I just want to throw her on the end because yeah. yeah, Alice Coltrane. Okay. What did you do last summer? Worked. <laughs> Shit. Um, um, I didn't do much extra. Oh, no, I didn't. No, I just worked. Just worked? Enjoyed life. Okay. I didn't do nothing, you know, super spectacular. Okay. Yeah. Name the last amazing <clears throat> album you heard. Even if it was 10 years ago. Last amazing album. Hmm. Do you know how much music I listen to? These are all very subjective questions. Um, let me see, because I got one on here right now. I'll tell you about it. Um, hold on. I got it right here. Can we come back to that one? Yeah. I'll pull it up for you. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? Hopefully <clears throat> living in the jungle and selling bananas by the side of the road. Any particular jungle you would um, like to be living in? Costa Rica sounds nice. Costa but Rica. I'm working more now so that I can have less. Okay. Because that's a, you have to work hard for less. Minimalism. Mm-hmm. I'm all for it. Who do you channel when you create? Janine, my mother. Shout out Janine. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother, Mama Too. Shout out to her too. You've, you've mentioned Mama Too. Yeah, Mama Too passed away last year. Okay. And so I have a lot of ancestors with me. Yeah. And that's an interesting part of life is that I've been around so much death. My father died in 2017. Of um, a heroin overdose mm-hmm. My mother died in 2012 Of a blood clot mm-hmm. And my grandmother died Last year just at 93 she went to sleep And it's um, Being so close to death Has really shown me a lot about living mm-hmm. And my mama was an interesting Bipolar Recovering addict Virgo woman And so that made for a very traumatic Yet interesting childhood I can imagine And my father was a laid back Libra man mm-hmm. and he wasn't very present but I still feel like I have a lot of him in me mm-hmm. um, but when I think about tackling life and going about it and getting to it it's my mom Okay, that's the first person Yeah. Okay. craziest Uber or Lyft experience <sighs> I haven't had a crazy one honestly what N- no I haven't and I'm grateful for it. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> That's what it's there for. Um, yeah, I haven't had a super crazy one, I don't think. No, I haven't. 
Nope. Okay. All right. That's the first. Okay. Yeah. Concerts or festivals? Which do you prefer? You know, at 35, neither. Okay. Um, I went to Afropunk two years in a row, and I, I just... People, man. They yeah. are draining. It's a lot. And it's a lot of people. And I feel like, not necessarily concerts, but festivals have lost all of their, like... They've become too in vogue. Exactly. Yeah. And so, like, I don't know. It just was too much. Yeah. I, I'm fine with just small, intimate settings. Like, because I just... It's too many people. I don't like being closed in and just so neither okay well, what's the best show you've been to um i really enjoyed although i've seen beyonce and jay-z and i love beyonce and jay-z i enjoyed solange i can see her putting on a good like small mm-hmm. intimate man i had had an edible that day <laughs> it was afropunk and once the crop because there was horrible traffic in this one little area trying to get to the big field mm-hmm once you got to the big field, there was space. And I just stood there, and the weather was perfect. The sun was setting or something, and Solange was just up there. And her music is very, it hits you, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the tones and the frequencies hit you. I think she does that on purpose. But I'm telling you, it was best one ever. Word. Yeah. Best late night food anywhere. From, you mean the restaurant or in general? Anywhere. Kim's Wings on St. Clair. Okay, shout, shout out Kim. So it's also best chicken and best late night. I got to yeah. keep that in mind. Yeah. Uh, name your favorite decade and why. Did I have to live in it? No. Um, I'm going to say like the, I feel like the 90s. Okay. I lived in it though. But I feel like black people were just like pure brown sugar back then. Like, you know, everybody was fine and sexy and organic mm-hmm. and authentic. Like, that was the best. I would have... If I could have been an adult in the 90s, that would have been great. Okay. And last question. What does living my best life mean to you? You know, just... Re- this is going to sound cliche, but just honestly accepting myself. When I accept myself every day, I feel so at peace and just being like, this is where I am today. And look at all the people who love me just how I am. And accept me just how I am. How dare I not honor myself by not doing the same? Word. Word, word, word. Did you find that album? Oh, shit. Um, I put this down. Um, Bobby Hutcherson has, and he's a jazz artist. And he has this song that I love called Bouquet. Okay. I'll send it to you. But um, all of his stuff is just really good for, good to me. Um, Yusuf Latif. Uh, Sun Ra. I don't know. I just I can't narrow that down. Okay. Because right. I love too much music. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Well, we have reached the end of the show. Lana, thank you. Tell people where they can find you. You can follow me on Al Gore's internet on the Instagrams. <laughs> <coughs> oh, I see. I, I call it uh, Juicy Small Yay's internet. <laughs> I, I we are not, it's not Beyonce's internet. It's Juicy Small because everybody's lying. Yeah. And so um, I'm on the interwebs at Instagram at Salteray Wax, at Salteray Wax. Um, my website is www.salteraywax.com. That's S A L T E R R A E W A X everywhere. Um, and that's where you can find me. You can text me 202 991 2288 if you have waxing questions. I do consultations. And you can go to the website and schedule a consultation. There are phone consults on Monday mornings if you have questions about waxing or you're scared or you just need some comforting. That's what I'm there for. Word. Lana, 
Always a pleasure. Love you, bro. That's a wrap, y'all. Yeah. Who the city? Who the city? Who the city? Girl, I really wanna know. Really wanna know if you come with me. Thanks for listening to this program on Full Service Radio, broadcasting and recording from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Full Service Radio programming can be accessed live and archived on fullserviceradio.org. Our talk programming is available on most podcast apps like iTunes and Stitcher, and our DJ sets are available on mixcloud.com slash fullserviceradio. Full Service Radio features over 30 weekly shows and over 50 local hosts covering every topic imaginable. If you want to be a guest or get involved, email us at info at fullserviceradio.org. Follow us on Twitter at Full Service RDO, on Instagram and Facebook at Full Service Radio. Thanks for listening. Yeah.